Welcome to the Ignatius Press Podcast. I'm Mark Brumley. I hope you enjoy the discussion in this episode. For more information about Ignatius Press, check out our website at ignatius.com. Hello, and welcome to the Ignatius Press Podcast. I'm Kate Harmon, Social Media Manager for Ignatius Press, and today I'm speaking with Paul Sens. Paul is the author of Fatima, 100 Questions and Answers about the Marian Apparitions, as well as lots of articles and interviews that have been published in Catholic World Report, um, National Catholic Register, lots of other publications. Welcome, Paul. Hi, thanks for having me. So, Paul, it's always a good time to talk about Our Lady Fatima. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But her message and apparitions at Fatima have been in the news a bit lately. Um, Last week, Pope Francis announced that He will be consecrating Russia and Ukraine to the Immaculate Heart of Mary this coming Friday, the Feast of the Annunciation. Um, And that has, you know, stirred up a lot of controversies um, in connection with the consecration that Our Lady requested um, at Fatima. But but before we kind of get into the controversies, maybe it would be helpful if you could explain a little bit what it means to consecrate something or to consecrate a plate. Yeah, so... You know, etymologically, when you look at the, the makeup of the word, to consecrate something means to uh, to make it holy, right? Or and you know, to kind of set it apart for holy purposes. Um, so that's kind of the the, the fundamental aspect of it. Um, but specifically, when we're talking about consecrating ourselves or a nation or something to Mary, to her Immaculate Heart, um, uh, think of it more as consecrating ourselves to Jesus through Mary. Um, I remember I came, I came upon a, a quote from John Paul II when he was talking about consecrating to Mary. He said, consecrating ourselves to Mary means accepting her help to offer ourselves and the whole of mankind to him who is holy, infinitely holy. It means accepting her help by having recourse to her motherly heart, which beneath the cross was open to love for every human being, for the whole world, in order to offer the world the individual human being, mankind as a whole, and all the nations to him who is infinitely holy. So that's kind of fundamentally what it, what it comes down to, is it's seeking her help. It's um, um, asking her, it's it's almost like um, that petition in the, Hail, in the Hail Mary, you know, pray for us sinners on steroids. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like really entrusting ourselves to your motherly care. Please help us. That's beautiful. And that's always what Our Lady is doing, is pointing us to sure. our Lord. Um, so can you put in context this request for the consecration of Russia specifically um, and Our Lady of Fatima and her message there? Yeah. So remember, the Fatima apparitions happened in uh, between May and October of 1917. Okay, So the First World War was raging, and this was right as communism was rearing its ugly head in Russia. Um, um, this is, you know, the uh, the... What, what Our Lady called the errors of Russia were about to take hold, you know. Um, so the the during the third apparition, so as I said, it was once a month from May to October. So the third apparition in, in July of 1917, Our Lady said, uh, uh, she was talking about this, these errors of Russia. She said, but in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, which will be converted, and the world will be, will be granted some time of peace. Um, she also said she would return at a later date to ask for the consecration. And she did in June of 19, 
29, she came to Lucia, who was the, the only survivor, survivor at that time of the three shepherd children missionaries, um, and asked, asked for uh, Russia to be consecrated to her Immaculate Heart. Um, and, then, and then again, promised that through this means, uh, Russia would be converted, the, pro the, the propagation and spread of Russia's errors would be hindered. Um, and, and you know, these, these things would come to an end. And she said, in, back in 1917, she had said, you know, if this doesn't happen, uh, then an even worse world war will come, which, of course, the Second World War would come a couple decades later, um, you know, and, and, the, and this, these errors of Russia will cause great suffering throughout the world. And of course, that was borne out. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the way that communism affected so many different parts of the world over the course of the 20th century, and still in some ways, you know, even, even in Russia, 30 years after, after they officially abandoned communism, mm -hmm. you can still see the, you know, the, the symptoms of that illness um, running rampant and, and, and causing so many problems. Um, so that was kind of the context was you know, Russia. I mean, uh, communism taking hold in Russia and uh, um, sh she was offering her maternal help. Uh, in, in so several popes, um, including most famously John Paul II, um, have consecrated Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those consecrations? Yeah. So it's interesting. Each pope, Kind of, kind of had some some role to play, um, or, or, or you know, kind of look at look at what they did. So pope Pius the Eleventh was pope at the time. Uh, what well, at, at the time in 1929 when the when the request was actually made, um, he didn't do a consecration. It's not clear why. You know, he never said why. Um, um, the the bishops in Portugal uh, told him about the request, and he never did a consecration. He he personally believed the Fatima apparitions and had a, had a devotion to Our Lady of Fatima, but because it was a private revelation, well, this, this is kind of speculation, but it seems that like he probably didn't want to set the precedent of shortly after a private revelation, you know, the Pope taking orders from, from the revelation. Was, that, that could be. They um, might not have had the status that the, the apparitions have now. In Exactly. Yeah. They, they hadn't been vetted. They hadn't, they hadn't been in fully investigated and everything. Um, Pius XII, his successor, one of one of his nicknames is uh, the Pope of Fatima because he had mm -hmm. such a great devotion. He was actually um, he was ordained a bishop on October thirteenth, nineteen seventeen, which wow. was the final Fatima apparition, um, the miracle of the sun and everything. Um, so he, Sister Lucia, the that sole survivor of the of the visionaries, uh, wrote to him asking him to consecrate the world to the Immaculate Heart and make special mention of Russia and to order all the bishops of the world to do so in union with him. Okay. So she, she wrote to him, um, uh, and this is kind of at the, at the behest of the, her, her spiritual director and the, and the bishops of Portugal encouraged her to, to write to the Pope and ask for this. Um, so then in, in October of 1942, Pius XII consecrated the world with, with a special mention of Russia, uh, not by name, but, but, by indication, you know, implication to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, um, but only the bishops of Portugal joined him in this. He repeated the consecration in a public ceremony at St. Peter's on December 8th of that year, the Immaculate Conception, but with just kind of a handful of bishops. Then in July of 52, uh, he, he put out an apostolic letter 
um, in which he consecrated the people of Russia to the Immaculate Heart. But again, it, this was not in union with all the bishops. Okay? So um, you can kind of see that for whatever reason, there wasn't quite it wasn't quite what was asked of him, you know. But again, asking asking for Mary's maternal embrace over and over again, what's wrong with that? You know, only going to be a good thing. <laughs> only going to be a good thing. Um, John the twenty third did not attempt a consecration. He had um, he was familiar with the 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 secrets of Fatima. He had, he had read that that third secret where where um, Mary was talking about wanting the uh, wanting Russia to be consecrated to her Immaculate Heart, but he had a short pontificate and the Second Vatican Council was getting underway under him, so maybe that's why, you know, maybe that's mm -hmm. why he didn't. Paul VI um, kind of renewed Pius XII's um, consecrations during the Second Vatican Council, but again, for whatever reason, who knows, he didn't take advantage of the council and the fact that the bishops were gathered there to have them all do it together, who knows. Uh, um, but then, but then in 1967, um, so three three years later, mm -hmm. he put out an, an apostolic exhortation calling for national diocesan and individual consecration to the Immaculate mm -hmm. Heart of Mary, because we're kind of calling for that. John Paul I didn't do a consecration, but he was only Pope for 33 days, so sure. really faulted for that. And of course, John Paul II, um, he had done he had done a um, kind of a smaller scale consecration in. Um, 1981, a couple of months after his the assassination attempt on him, but then in 1984, he very consciously, carefully, systematically, together with the the bishops of the world, including some Orthodox bishops who accepted the invitation to to join in, mm -hmm. uh, performed this you know act of consecration. Um, one of the words that he used that that I like as far as explaining what this consecration is. Um, was entrustment. He talked about mm -hmm. he, he, part of the thing was an act of entrustment to Mary, you know, mm -hmm. which is like I was saying, that's kind of what all this consecration business boils down to. Um, and then, um, so that was in 1984. Mm -hmm. As we've said, that was that was the real, honest, genuine, you know, mm -hmm. go at it. And shortly thereafter. Lucia, who was still alive, um, said that um, heaven had accepted the consecration, and that, and that Mary said that Mary had told her that the request had been fulfilled. So, um, I mean, who I don't know any better authority than that, right. uh, whether or not it had been completed. But there we are. Yeah, I mean, there is still this widespread notion, um, and it's you know only gotten renewed attention in the last week since Pope Francis's announcement that um, those previous consecrations, uh, even you know John Paul II's in 1984, that it didn't work. Um, it didn't take. It wasn't accepted by heaven. Is, is there any validity to this claim? What Where does this come from? Well, I think it comes from the fact that, that in each case, there's some sort of, um, some sort of I guess I guess I'll use the word deficiency in um, as, as far as you know meeting the meeting the request. You know, either it wasn't done with all the bishops of the world, or uh, some other you know some other criteria that that people think would didn't quite meet the request. Um, but again, there's 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 oh, like you said, only good things can come from asking Mary to to uh, to 
watch over the world and to pray for the world in a special way and to pray for Russia in a special way, even if it hadn't quite fulfilled her request as stated, um, it was still asking her to pray for the world and, and entrusting the world and Russia to her care, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's kind of where that comes from. Mm -hmm. But John Paul II, remember, um, he he was no stranger to the errors of Russia. The, the scourge of communism had, had ravaged his beloved homeland of Poland um, and caused tremendous troubles for the people of Poland, specifically the Catholics in Poland. He and his, his brother bishops and cardinals in Poland, um, there are many, many, not to mention the surrounding countries, there are many you know, heroic stories of these of these men fighting fighting the communists or um, mm -hmm. enduring the, the the tortures and the imprisonment and everything. Um, he, he was he was no stranger to it. Um, right. There's a great story. Uh, I think I, I think it was from sometime, sometime in the 80s. There was a, a seminarian who was at St. Peter's, you know, in St. Peter's Square. The Pope's going around shaking hands and everything. And when the Pope came by him. He said, Holy Father, please consecrate Russia to the to make it heart of Mary. And John, John Paul stopped and turned back to him and pointed at him and said, I did. Mm. <laughs> he's, he's, right. I'm not I'm not messing around with this. You know, this is not something right. that he would want that he would have any reason to want to fudge. You know, he wanted right. to do it the right way. He wanted to to entrust the world and Russia to Our Lady and uh, um, to, to have her help in that. Um, not to mention, he also had this great devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. Absolutely. That, that 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 attempt on his life, May 13th, 1981, the anniversary of that first apparition. You know, it's it's miraculous that he survived. And he always he always said, how did he put it? Uh, uh, one hand fired the bullet, another hand guided its path. He, he always right. said that Our Lady physically intervened and altered the path of the bullet to spare his life. Mm -hmm. You know, he had this great devotion to her. And it was kind of in Absolutely. the aftermath of that that he that he um, said, okay, well, I guess maybe it's time to really complete this consecration. And there's, right. There are a lot more. People have all sorts of objections. Um, um, and I want to mention uh, another book that Ignatius Press published, Fatima for Today by Father Andrew Apostoli. Um, yes. He goes into some great detail in there, kind of really systematically addressing a lot of these objections. Um, right. And, and also how we know that... Um, uh, Sister Lucia did, in fact, uh, confirm that the the consecration had been accepted by heaven. You know that this wasn't like a rumor that she had said this. Like we have documentation that she yeah. had written to people saying, "Yes, you know this this met the you know the request of Our Lady, and it has has been accepted by heaven." She said this multiple times um, to multiple different right. people. Um, yeah, no, I think I think that Father Apostoli's book is an excellent resource. Excellent resource. Um, so. If the consecrations were valid, and you know we have every reason to think that they are, um, why would Pope Francis do it again? What what is the purpose? Is there an implication there that there was something lacking, or that something has changed since that time? Why do it again now? Well, I can only speculate um, as as to why he would the Pope would do it again, but I think it's fairly easy to come up with a with a good reason, which is why not? You know, like I said, we we, we pray how 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 many Hail Marys do Catholics pray? over and over again saying, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, asking Mary to pray for us, you know, not to mention all the other 
Marian prayers and praying to the saints and asking our friends to pray for us repeatedly. Why not? You know, why not ask for, for further or more specific or more particular? Um, you know, you might, you might, you might, um, you might be praying for uh, praying for some uh, favor to be granted to you or some change in your situation, but then when things get more dire, you pray more fervently. You know, okay, so mm -hmm. we're, we're praying for the for the consecration of Russia. And then because of everything going on now, you say, you know what? Let's let's do it again. Let's pray, let's pray again for the consecration of Russia and Ukraine and everything. Um, so like we say, there's there only good can come from from asking our lady to uh, embrace us and 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 intercede for us with her son. Absolutely. But so Pope Francis. Um, going to be joined by bishops around the world on Friday in this act of consecration. Um, but if the war doesn't end immediately, or if it doesn't end shortly thereafter, and peace is not restored to the region, do we conclude it didn't work? Was it a waste of his time? I don't think so. I mean, um, even even when you look at the uh, aftermath of that 1984 consecration, you know, I mean, there's, it's, Sometimes you can find like uh, timelines of, of things that happen after that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, in, in the immediate aftermath of that consecration, there was um, a number of these of these kind of inexplicable, mysterious, sometimes miraculous seeming um, events that kind of precipitated the fall of the Soviet Union. And it was just a few years later that yeah. the Soviet Union fell. You know, and and uh, just the, the the massive changes and and uh, yeah, many people didn't think that would ever happen. I mean, right, that was right. It was it was it was it was uh, almost like a, a pipe dream, you know. But mm -hmm. but but here we are. The Soviet Union has, has fallen. Um, not that that precipitated immediate, permanent, permanent, or even long lasting peace in the region. You know, there was plenty mm -hmm. of plenty of strife uh, in Eastern Europe. Uh, from before then and during and then since then and everything. Um, but I don't think there's any denying that the fall of the Soviet Union did bring with it a lot more <laughs> an ease of tensions and a lot more, a lot more peace than, than, than had been on the table, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and also think about our lady talks about um, that Russia will be converted one thing I want to point out is, and this is actually something that makes the Fatima apparitions very controversial among the Russian Orthodox, because they mm -hmm. say, well, what do you mean Russia will be converted? We, we've, we've had Christianity here for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, um, but that's not, that's not, the implication is not every, every Russian will become a Catholic immediately. It's the, the conversion of the, of the, you know, turning around, turning away from communism you know russia turning away from communi communism and, and returning back to to the fold of christianity you know and and whatever whatever uh, um, implications that would entail but uh, there's still free will in play right and there's still going to be yeah just an incalculable number of opportunities for grace for individuals that's and, right the grace is on offer it's there for the russians and the whole world obviously it's not, not like it's just russia um sure. But uh, yeah, so if the war doesn't end on Friday afternoon or, or Friday evening, it's grace is still at work. Yes, absolutely.
Well, thank you, Paul. This has been good. I hope this conversation has been helpful for people. Um, and again, Paul's book is Fatima, 100 Questions and Answers about the Marian Apparitions, available at Ignatius.com. We have lots of great resources on um, Our Lady of Fatima and her message of hope, uh, including Father Andrew Apostoli's book, which Paul mentioned, which is an excellent one, gets into all of these details. So many, the, the controversies and some of the maybe the more negative things that have come out, but then also just the really beautiful message that Our Lady had for us. Um, so his book is Fatima for Today, The Urgent Marian Message of Hope. And again, you can find that at ignatius.com. Thank you, Paul. So it's been great to talk to you. Thanks, my pleasure. This podcast has been brought to you by Ignatius Press. We encourage you to check out our books and videos at your local Catholic bookstore or wherever else books and videos are sold. You can also sign up to receive special discounts on books and videos at ignatius.com. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please like the podcast on the website or app from which you listen to it. And please tell your friends about it. I'm Mark Brumley, and on behalf of everyone at Ignatius Press, thanks for listening.